0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with CUBE from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with CUBE from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Its unique strategies garnered attention nationwide. The Zone welcomes. Kevin Kelly into the show, brought to you by Bowen Heffley Orthopedics, the best surgeons, the best treatment, all focused on you.
1: Kevin, it's Bobby. You got anybody for me? What's your relationship like with Coach Petrino?
2: It was good. It was good when he actually got hired and flew into Little He flew into Fayetteville that night. The next morning, he flew into Little Rock immediately, and uh, he had me come pick him up from the airport. So really? really picked him up, spent the day with him. and uh, uh, So I got to know him a little bit differently and had a couple other times I met with him, just me and him, and got to know the inside. He's got a good story about why he kind of is the way he is and plays everything close to the vest and is not really a people person.
1: Right. Let me ask you, I had a defensive coordinator give me his thoughts on this before. I'm curious what you think. What makes him special as a play caller and an offensive mind?
2: Two things. One is he understands everything almost to too much and i mean i mean you know different people teach different ways and call things different ways but he is a very i want my right guard to take a six inch post step to the right and when the you know when the left tackle comes across his face with his right arm i wouldn't put his right arm underneath his left shoulder pad and you're just like holy freak how do they do that? you know i mean <laughs> it's brutal listening to him talk because there's the specifics of everything mm-hmm. but then when he gets that stuff in and everybody does everything perfectly or close. It creates a little more space in the running game than a normal guy would, a little more in the passing game. And he sees things really well, too. He's probably uh uh he probably could be a little bit better and he's really good because he will not I, in my opinion, he didn't try anything he hasn't practiced a bunch, even if it's going to be wide open. So mm. I, I think that's but but he's a good coach, but he still has no chance to win this weekend.
3: Does, does he rank up there with you as far as offensive minds, play is Oh yeah, no
2: question. Okay, no question. He he's in the. Uh, I mean, did I just po- say does he rank up there with you? Put
1: coach in a weird oh, position. Oh no, I no, thought you'd be in no. my mind. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, I did in, my mind. Oh, yeah in my
2: mind, my <laughs> mind. No, no, honestly though, in my mind, I'm the best. Okay, <laughs> at play calling. Yeah, just at play calling. I'm not good at anything else. Uh, but no, he's in the top ten that I and I've met so many NFL and college guys. But he's top ten offensive play caller.
1: Who other For guys sure. that are no brainers? Give me a couple others.
2: Uh, no brainer. Any level, Andy Reid. Okay, no brainer. He's a pretty good play caller. The guy for the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay, great, brilliant play caller. Okay, doesn't have a ton to work with all the time. Brilliant play caller. Um, Gus used to be really, really good. What did he change? Too much run. Hmm. Too much run. A little too conservative. Got you know you fall into that thing about turnovers lose games for you. They sort of do. But you've also got to have explosive plays to win. You can't just grind it out, especially if the team's bigger than you and stronger than you and better than you, and they bring an extra guy down in the box. And uh, some some guys, the the good play callers are the ones that adapt and don't play their brand all the time. Hmm. They adapt to the weaknesses in the defense. Instead of what we do well, we're going to do what they don't do well, even if we're just average at it. So we tried to be, that's why I always tried to be average at everything. So if they did have a weakness, we could exploit that.
1: I want to talk about Arkansas, but I have to ask you about the game the other night with Denver. And to me, the play, the game wasn't lost on a fourth-and-five decision where they let the clock run down and kick the field goal, but that was bad, too. I want to get your thoughts on that play. But what would you have done to your team if you guys had fumbled at the one going in two different times in a game?
2: Well, we wouldn't have, because after that, we'd have thrown it every time. I mean, if we're going <laughs> to turn the ball over on the wood, it's going to be throwing it to the other team. It's not going to be handing it to them. But, you know, I mean— that's a. I hate to say it in the NFL. You coach guys, and some coaches really coach them, and some coaches guide them, and there's a difference. And you know, as soon as they handed the ball to the running back, I watch those two fumbles over and over. As a matter of fact, because I like to find out the why. Why did he? You know, he got the ball, and the first thing he did was stop his feet and hesitate. He's not thinking about securing the ball, which you've got to think about. He's not thinking about that. So when you hesitate, you you hold the ball out there for another second. Well, then somebody shoots through. There's contact, and then you're trying to secure the ball, and it's too late, and it comes out. And that's a coaching thing. It's got to be grab the ball, protect it, especially down there on the one-yard line, because there's more guys in the box. The chances of somebody slicing through the line – are way greater down there because they throw everybody inside the box and you don't have enough men to block them and that's something you've got to pound and you've got to you got to coach and not guide them you know and then they go back out there that would have been on the sidelines have been you, you know you better freaking take care of the ball this isn't going to ever happen again or i'm gonna cut you that's what you know that's what some guys would do but
1: then it happened later in the game then it happened again <laughs> and
2: you're like i mean and that that loses the game you lost, know.
1: lost some guys some money too <clears throat>
2: lost some guys some money
1: yeah, that was, that yeah, was a bad that one. That was a tough one. And I told yeah.
2: Wes, 98% of the public right before the game was on the uh, the, the Broncos. 98. Yeah. You're not going to win if you got 98% of the people thinking you're going to win. Yeah. Because Vegas doesn't build those buildings out there mm-hmm. based on all of us being right.
1: Well, they were the better team, and they would win that game eight times, eight times out of ten. Yeah,
2: I, I agree. They out-yardaged them by 150 yards, They but they had 12 penalties, too. Mm. And those are free plays for the other team.
1: What are you doing at the end of that game? Fourth and five, you got about a minute left, 45 seconds left. You're going for it, right? Same
2: thing everybody in America thinks that you paid the guy. You know, it's not that just that you paid him 200-something million. You paid him almost, I mean, a fifth of a billion dollars. To be there for that moment, so you don't have to kick a sixty-eight yard, never been done field goal. I mean, you're relying on winning the first game of the well, whatever. Okay, you're relying on winning the biggest game of the. I mean, their first game of the year on something that's been done once in the history of the NFL. Right. I mean, it's not going to happen. Right. And you've got to think. And they had a minute and four. I mean, think about all the time they ran off. Yeah. It's amazing to me. Uh, think about. And I, I said this all the time. That's a that's a couple of bi- it's a four billion. If you ask the Waltons dollar organization, a four billion dollar organization. If you're the CEO of a four billion dollar organization and you make just a bonehead dumb all the numbers and analytics and lawyers and accountants tell you wrong move, you're not going to be there very long. You can't do that. But in the NFL, it's like, well, that was dumb, and then we're on to next week.
1: Right. You know, he has the- admitted at least that he was wrong.
2: Well, he said, and I quote, and and I, and I hate to get on coaches, but he said, I if I could do it again, I think I would. I think I would do it different. I think? Just say it. I mean, I would say, because this is what you learn to do if you're a coach, and this is the best thing you could do, I believe, is get in front of everybody, which I've done a million times ago. I'm an idiot. I did a bad job that game. That was terrible. That's all on me. I'm an idiot. And then everybody will be like, yeah. And then it's over with. But if you like, well, I think, you think? Really? You, mm-hmm. you know, they'll argue with you for a while. Yeah. <laughs>
3: All right, let's go to the Arkansas game. Uh, did what they they were supposed to do and just pounded it out, ran all over South Carolina, and kind of took South Carolina's will away, at least defensively. What do you think of the game plan?
2: You know, everybody everybody likes that. They take the will away and impose your will and, you know, these mm-hmm. catchy phrases that coaches like to use and stuff. I still think when we got in the position, you know, what was it, twenty one to nine or twenty one to three or something at first.
3: Yeah, it was twenty one three. And
2: then we're still imposing our will. That that's a good time to work on your short passing game. It's still safe. Things that we need to do. And, you know, you looked in K.J. Jefferson's stats were 18 out of 21. That's all good but his average depth of throw is like three and a half yards. I mean, you know, me and you can and, and Justin could do that. Well, Maybe you two. Maybe I couldn't. But maybe y'all okay. could do that fairly effectively. And But we need to work because we're not going to always be able to do right. that. We're not going to be able to oppose our will on some people. So I wanted to see us work on some things if we get in that position. As a coach, you never know. Against South Carolina, I'm sure they thought this could going to be a good game. But you still have to plan and have that in. Well, what if we do get in a situation where we either need it or can work on it? Well, you, you use it either time, not just if you need it, but if you need to work on it and you have that cushion because that also backs them off and lets that running yeah. game work better, make some first downs. We, we went through a couple of series. We didn't make a first down, gave it back. They come back and make it a one-score game at some point. And you're not really playing not to lose. They weren't doing that. They were trying to impose their will and all that kind of stuff. But but I just think in situations that, especially early in the season, you know you're going to need a part of your game mm-hmm. later. We've got to be able to throw the ball in intermediate routes, uh, you know, between 8 and, eight and 18 yards. We've got to be able to do that at some point. And maybe we will be able to without working on it a lot early. But, man, I'd like to see us work on it early.
1: Wes and I debated this the other day, Coach, and, you know, you get guys that are dinged up and you got a game that you're going to win. Um you know, Trey Knox has an ankle where he's not hundred percent. Clearly, That was according to the practice report yesterday. You got Dominique Johnson still trying to get back on the field. Um, you know, if Dominique's let's say ninety five percent, I mean, do you do you get him some reps here in this situation or you wait?
2: You know, honestly, I do. I, I give him about a series and I wait till, or, or maybe two series, depending. I try to keep him in the flow of the game and not with you know not with too much time off. But I don't give him much. I let those guys heal up. We're going to beat Missouri State. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be like 60-28 to or something. I think we're going to score a lot of points. I think we will open up teams that don't open it up when they've got a lead on a good team. They open it up on teams they know they're going to kill. And I think we'll open it up this week. And I think we'll run by some guys, and Landers will catch it and make everybody miss, and we'll run all over them. But I think Bobby Petrino will will score some points. I mean, our secondary's been exposed a little bit. Mm-hmm. And if anybody can expose it, even with lesser players, I think he's a guy that can do that. Uh, but I think we'll open it up. But I would give those guys some time. I don't want, you know, Trey Knox is playing well. We didn't use him as much as you know I would like to have last week. But keep him in the flow of the game. Keep them involved, man. When somebody gets injured and you you know they're not going to play, if you tell those guys now you're not going to play, it's a mind thing where they get out of the meetings mentally, they get out of practice mentally, and they hadn't just been out physically, they've been out mentally too. Then you have a little bit of trouble getting back into the flow.
1: I would say this: haven't watched them. Like they're not going to beat anybody in the SEC this year, I don't think, not even Vanderbilt. But the Scott kid, the receiver, he could play at Arkansas for sure. He could play a lot of places. He's really good. So I think for the D backs, it's going to be a good test this week. And I don't know how they'll defend him, but I'd like to see the corners get some work this week. So
2: And we need that. Yeah. We need to get worked. Mm-hmm. And we need to get better.
1: What do you think
3: of Kendall Brawls? We have a question on the uh, First Arkansas Bank and Trust Text line. What do you think of Kendall Brawl's play calling?
2: I think overall he's a, he's a good play caller, and I think he does a nice job. I think he's restricted a little bit. I mean, I, I think they're, you know, giving him some guidelines, and we get up, sure. hey, run the ball, Kendall, run some clock, you know, let's impose our will and do all that kind of stuff, and and just watching him throughout the years, that's not really what he wants to do. So, really, hats off to him for being disciplined and and, and he, the kind of guy that's going to be, you know, respectful and subordinate and do what you're supposed to do. Um, I'll, I'm anxious to see us. Uh, with K.J. Jefferson and, and with a lot of experience from last year and this year, I'm anxious to see us in a stressful situation mm. where it matters. Where we're down seven, we don't have to throw it, we're down seven in the third quarter, so that drive's important. Then that brings out who you are, and it brings out who you think the strengths of your team really are, and that's what I'm anxious to see. I'm dying to see it.
3: Arkansas hasn't trailed this year, have they? Two straight mm, games. They took the lead so. in the beginning, and they've Never even been tied except for the start of the game.
2: That's pretty – I didn't think about that. How close is
1: Cincinnati got to what, three? Seven. Seven. To I think to go within three. Okay, doesn't matter. But, yeah, all right, you might be right. I don't no, remember. I think
2: he's right. It, we so we it have, It's is. a different – I'm going to tell you, you know, it's a different feeling for a fan, but it's a different feeling on the sideline when all of a sudden you're behind by seven in the third or fourth quarter.
1: All I'm worried about is, are they covering? Oh, God, they're not covering for a minute. Score! Score, dummy! I like that extra pad. Yeah, no doubt. I like the
2: extra pad for (laughs) the back door, yeah, Yeah. in case you get the back door test.
1: That's right. Kevin Kelly is joining us here in the studio. It's brought to you by Bone Heffley Orthopedics. We appreciate them. Appreciate Coach. Uh, we had a debate the other day about Dominion, and obviously the kid belongs. He's ready. He can he can contribute this year. However, when Dominique Johnson comes back, you got A.J. Green, you got him, and you've got uh, uh, Rocket Sanders. So what do you do? You wait on him? Because like Wes said, look, he looks like a kid who might only be here three years. Do you mix him in? What do you do? Uh, you, you, I mean, you mix
2: him in a little bit. I, I do like the idea of using, using multiple backs so they don't get beat up because they're getting beat on more than anybody else. It's one thing for a receiver to catch – Eight balls, but it's eight balls, and they're not getting they're getting hit in the open field, so it's never a solid hit. The running backs get hit beat up a little bit. Keep him involved, but man, Rocket Sanders has proven he needs a ball more than anybody else. He's he's taking the opportunity. Maybe he had everybody else hadn't got the chance he has, but he's taken that opportunity and done a great job with it. Mm-hmm. So you gotta keep going with him because all of a sudden you don't want to start pushing. He's playing with confidence. And if you start working other guys in more than you should based on the performance right now, you know, maybe he questions, or maybe he gets a little head down, or something like that. You got a good thing going; don't mess it up. You know the the, the old saying: "If it's not broke, don't fix it." Don't don't fix it yet; mm-hmm. it's not broken.
1: Uh, this is a completely off the wall question, and I love those. Uh, so Tom Brady is going through this deal. He talked about it in the preseason. Now his wife has spoken about it in a magazine article about basically she doesn't want him to play anymore, and now he's he's in a pickle because he's committed to the season. Have you had uh, have you dealt with players? Who had uh, girl issues like that, and it's a little different in high school and when you're in college, but
2: it's really not that much different. <laughs> how would you
1: handle? It? Yeah, I mean, it is. It's an issue, I guess, all the way around. What do you What do you do there if a guy's down the dumps over his girl, and it's not necessarily specific to she wants you to quit? How do you deal with like the off the field stuff for a guy that's being impacted?
2: Honestly, and it, it's funny that you say that because I was talking to a mom of a former player last night. I said, you know, you told me or you you told those guys all your life, oh, you know, all the time you had them from the time. Uh, you first saw them to the time you you know they were in college. You didn't see them again. That 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 girls are the biggest distraction in football, and it's not a bad or a good thing. It's part of life. It is the way it is. But they really are because they have the biggest impact on the way you think, the way you feel, your emotions. If you have a, a relationship, a, a strong relationship with a girlfriend, they've dated for. A year or something like that. You know this. When you're in high school, you feel like you're as in love as you are when you're married, and then you know the difference later on. And uh, but mm-hmm. but you've got to learn to turn that off and turn it back on. You know, and 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 I've had kids that couldn't, and it affected. And, I, and I've, you know, one of, one of PA's coaches right now, I'll I'll, I'll uh, uh, not say his name. He'll know who I'm talking about if he hears this. You know, he had his girl that he thought he was in love with in high school. He's got Ole Miss coming to watch him play and he, when she was mad at him, or they weren't getting along, he was not nearly as good. Some guys can focus and use that as fuel and play better, but it's not great when you've got to be a thinker on the field. And uh, Ole Miss came, and they're, they're there watching, you know, four or five guys show up, and there they are in their stuff, and it's real cool, and first play of the game, uh, it's a pass, he throws the ball, and it looked like he kicked it. <laughs> and they picked it <laughs> off, you know, and I'm going to show off that arm first play, and – and uh, they picked it off, and um, they weren't there for five minutes. They wheeled around and out they went. That was the end of that. Wow! And, and so sometimes you get one chance, and, and that was because he was distracted.
1: Mm-hmm. His girlfriend
2: and him were in a fight. I knew it. I was counseling him before the game. I'm like, Listen, you got to put that out of your mind. You know, she doesn't matter right now. She'll still be there after the game. If she's mad, she'll still be mad after the game. If she's happy, she'll be happy after the game. Tried to use the old, but if you play good, all the other girls might like you, and she might come around
1: a little faster. You know? yeah. <laughs> that was <laughs> whatever you can do. That was 80% <laughs> of the reason I played sports was because <laughs> the girls might like it. I don't think
2: Tom's distracted, though. Tom's a guy yeah. that can put it behind <clears throat> him and do whatever. Now his offensive line looked distracted. They look like they all had girl problems. Maybe but. Giselle's
1: yelling at them, too. Yeah. <laughs> Anything
3: stick out to you this week that you like?
2: Got your eye? You mean
3: game
1: wise?
2: Um, you know, I've looked at them a little bit. I, 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 as I was looking through, I've got to write a couple of articles, and one of the things I did was, was I tried to write articles on teams that look like it's going to be a good game that matter, right? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, in college, I was looking, and, and I like the Penn State Auburn. Y'all mentioned that was intriguing a while mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think, I think Brian Harson's on the mm-hmm. like everybody thinks it's a, it's a pivotal point. It's yeah. either going to go yeah. this way or it's going to go this way. And if you get beat at home by Penn State. It's going to be hard to bring that back around.
1: Guys that are in different positions. I'll tell you one that is similar to me. I was telling Wes... I like Florida State this week because, A, I was super impressed by what they did offensively, even though they blew it in the red zone late against LSU, or it could have been a comfortable win. But they look so much better offensively to me than they've looked in a long time. We know they got a ton of athletes on defense. They need to go beat Louisville this week. And it's a Friday night game. If you're going to get Florida State back on the right track, Michael Norvell, these are the games you got to win.
2: This is a, I agree with you. This is a very pivotal game, maybe in his career. Mm-hmm. This is a big one because... Because of how last week panned out and all that kind of stuff, I'm anxious to see if he can. I, I don't. I think they'll beat him. I don't think they'll play well.
1: And now on I, the uh, on the flip side, this game is not meaningful for their careers at all. But it's an intriguing game, Mississippi State and LSU. It's about a two point line, also.
2: Mississippi State. I think you know in the sec. You know that this they've got enough experience now in Mike Leach's offense and with him. Believe me, it's not just his offense. You got to get used to him. And I think his guys are playing. Uh, that are that are starting, the ones that have been there. They had a young team last year, and they're back. And I think they understand what he wants, how he's going to be. And, uh, I gonna go and I think they're going to go down. I think they're going to beat LSU. And it's going to be tough. I mean, at Death Valley, everybody knows. You can't hear you know, their communication. I don't know what, what Mike's doing now in the communication with the players and the quarterbacks to change the plays and things like that. But, but uh, they better have that down. If they have that down, I think they'll win by 10 points.
1: Yeah, the thing I love about him is he's so Savanti. Like the other day, they rolled the victory, right? And they mm-hmm. scored 14 in the fourth quarter, like 14 zip. They won the fourth quarter. He doesn't care. Like he's he's just like, okay, how many times can we score the football yeah. tonight?
2: Yeah, he I, I, he's intriguing. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've just me and him sat down and talked. And when he talks football, it's awesome. And then, but he gets sidetracked so easily. It's like he's either too. It's like he's either not very bright or just has so many things going through his head, he literally cannot take one highway and stay on
1: it. I want to go with the latter. I want to think no, that, that's what it is. That's 100% that. He's got this, like, uh, yeah, it's like a, a, some kind of menagerie in there. I, I'd like to just get in there and just look around that brain. It's, uh, it's a wild place. Uh, Jason's got a question for Coach, and we got to hit a break. You can hang out. we got Michael Felder on the other side. We're going to talk some more college football anyway. Hey, Maybe.
0: Coach. Hey, You were talking about uh, Coach Briles uh, a little bit earlier in his plate calling. Here's my frustration. With like to get your opinion on it. It seems like when Brown gets in a uh, a flow, he, he runs the ball several times and then he'll throw the ball several times. But like when he brings in the backup quarterback, who's got all the speed, he ran them twice in a row and then he takes them off the field. Seems like to me he's not using them as a decoy or not getting them into game plan enough. What's your thoughts on this? I'll hang up. list thanks, Jason.
2: I still think that's a thing where, you know, that's a young man that we want to work in slowly because of the the, the thoughts about leaving and and different things that were going on. And I think he's limited in his usage of the kid because of that. The other thing is, I don't think you want to throw him into an SEC football team and just drop him back as coming off the bench and have him take a chance on a mistake. I mean, it's better. You know, I work with the guy that I think is going to start next year, and I put him as my holder for my kicker the year before. So he's in crucial Hmm. situations. So he knows how your body feels in those situations, those moments. And I think they're just getting to. Getting them used to it. Browse is creative. I think when they feel comfortable, they're going to use him as a decoy and probably use him for some other things along the way. But at the same time, they still got to make him earn back what they lost with the coaches with some of the things that happened off the field.
1: Appreciate Scott on Twitter. He says, since he got as close as 21-17 in the Arkansas game and no closer. Yeah,
2: it was 4th uh, four-point game in the third
3: quarter, and against South Carolina, it was a five-point game in the third quarter, but Arkansas has had the lead the entire year once they kick off and score.
1: When Arkansas lost their cover in the Cincy game, I was like, uh, uh-oh. Luckily, I was a few beers deep at that point point; didn't care as much, <laughs> but they went ahead and we took quickly care of got business. it back. That's exactly right. Yeah, They did.
3: Guatney Chevrolet's got a good thing going right now. No payments for 90 days. You wouldn't have to make a payment on that new vehicle until December. And they've got 0% interest on some of the vehicles out there. Go to GuatneyChevrolet.com. Take a look at all the deals. Take a look at all the inventory. Find what you want. And then go to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. They have some pretty good... uh, used vehicles too they can get you in a used vehicle under three hundred dollars a month in fact they've got a couple out there under two hundred dollars a month go see the options at the website guatneychevrolet.com and don't forget you're going to get great value when you trade in your vehicle top dollar they're paying for quality use cars trucks suvs enough to pay off your note have a little extra left and put down on a new vehicle go to guatney chevrolet in the website guatneychevrolet.com
1: Did you win? Two. Did you win them both? We lost one, one, one. Okay. DK's in the capital city. Michael Felder coming up next. What's up, DK? Good
0: morning, gentlemen. I'm going to be real quick. Uh, Coach, I heard them on, uh, hit that line, say, Bobby got 17 returning starters. And then I heard Rick yesterday on drive time say he got 46 guys out of the portal. So if you would speak to the house, that gap is closing because of the portal. And well, when I think we're under sixty days now, that hundred dollar bet still on the table.
3: What we betting? Uh, Something about the Cowboys. I don't. I don't like that bet now.
0: No, no, <laughs> no? no, no. We weren't talking about the Cowboys. We were talking about that hundred. You oh. take the Razorback cutting down the net, and I said, "Give me the field." You know, and Joe and
3: Oh and yeah,
0: Sterling and 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 the Wizard. They all jumped on me talking about. Well, you you want three hundred teams? It ain't three hundred teams. The field is only six to eight, But I don't want any of those teams. I'm just
3: betting they don't, and you bet they do. Ten. To, I, what, what was it? We figured out at Oakland, Arkansas was like seventeen to one to win the national championship.
1: They're the fifth pick in Oakland. I yeah. know that. Fifth or sixth pick.
3: Yeah. So I, I need some odds on that. Uh, it's not just a hundred dollar straight up bet.
1: I mean, when we're going to learn well, our lesson, Gonzaga is the favorite again. Yeah. Let me roll my eyes out wait, of my wait. head. We, we, I'm going
0: to call you back in 30. We're under 60 now, so you got
1: some time to sleep on it. DK, right. you need to call more often. I, I I was actually about to send out a search party for you. I was worried about you.
0: Oh, well, you know, Justin, I'd be texting, I'd be listening, but I will start calling more. I know folks don't want to hear my voice, and i got a voice, and I think only a mother to love. So
1: oh, no, I like I your voice. Nobody <laughs> else hey, listen, uh, 49er John calls about every day. I mean, we need some people who are not idiots to offset that kind of thing, so it's good. Come on in. All right, right, buddy. Appreciate you. Just kidding, 49er John. Not really.